Welcome back, Stellar Mix Podcast, episode two. Taylor, how you feeling? I'm good, dude. I'm like, I I realized that I need a haircut really bad. Hey, like, tell me about it. I need it too. I just talked to my guy before our meeting today. I actually, I, on the way, I, I was going to text him at 3 a.m. last night when I got home. But on the way here today, I was like, hey, Oscar, you cutting today? And trust me when I say at his next availability, I will be in that chair. Yeah, I was like... <laughs> I'm so always, every time it happens to me the same thing, dude. Like I think I'm gonna grow it out, and I'm like, all right, I'm growing it out. It's that awkward I'm growing stage. it out. It's, it's got to go through the awkward stage, and then right when I get so I basically never even reap the rewards of having it long, <laughs> right? And I'm just always in an awkward stage, and it, it's just when it gets to the point where I can't stand it anymore that I'm like, oh, you go back to phase one. Yeah, phase one. Back There's to ground zero. You have zero. A, a comfortable phase one that you're like every time. This is what I. You could go to any yeah. any haircut place and be like, this is what I want. Yeah, yeah. It's a fade on the back, and then nice. like finger length on top, and then like a tape, like tapered yeah, up of course. to the neck, yeah. and then like, line up the beard. I'm about to get rid of the beard, dude. I don't even oh. know why I still have the beard. You're tripping. We both got you the got, beards you right can, now. You get the full stash. You could almost connect. Yeah, I'm I, almost. I probably connected. will never connect my whole life. We got that Native American blood. Dude. I got that that Scottish. 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 <laughs> I'm, I think I'm a little bit Scottish. I Do you like Scotch? Scotch, Scotch, Scotch. Like down, Scotch whiskey down into my belly. Like, yeah. Man. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a heavy Scotch guy. My drink's choice is more of a whiskey and Coke. Yeah. Or just a whiskey, you know. My guy Pete would say, "Let me get a rye and then look with a coke back." Yeah, you know, with Something a coke like, back, you know? little shot, little sip, little shot, little sip. I haven't been drinking that much, man. But I remember, same. I'm a huge into scotch, like real expensive, nice scotch. Too. You're a scotch connoisseur, connoisseur a little bit. A, I could say a scotch sommelier. Somalia, yeah. dude, that's so funny. Me and my wife were just talking about Somalias <laughs> yeah. the other day. We're like, how hard of a job? Like, once you memorize a couple of wines, you're like, okay, yeah, it goes good with steak. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> like, this year, this color, great with steak. You're good to go. <laughs> but then, then Andrew's like, oh, well, they have to memorize oh. without knowing blind tastings. Yeah. My friend, of- my friend took was going through the course. He worked at the a place in on the airport that's close to like gate 27 i don't quote me on that just like it's in the back yeah it's like, like that new place that new it's a huge long wine place yeah and like it's like a little restaurant with wine mm-hmm. yeah yep. and he he was going the through the ringer like having to blind taste having like like how you would see a college student going through like finals like he had books <laughs> open and he was like different wines and was doing the the swish around the smells i'm like I respect the journey, but I don't know. Like, if when my would taste you ever buds are tapped that in? Tapped when would in you that. ever be in that situation where you're like, okay, you have to tell me the name of this wine and what hey, year? Like, we, it's like, one of those things that, like, you don't know what good pasta is until you have like that real Italy sure. noodle. So it's like it's levels to it. Like, our box wine isn't supposed to be enjoyed with a Ruth's Chris steak dinner. You know what I mean? Like, there's right. just there is a time and a place for it. But as the individual, it's like, like you said, like. <clears throat> all day at your day job, you're just like eh, 92 white, 90 yeah. Sauvignon Blanc. I, I would just be like, <laughs> I would just be like, show me the label. Like, if you got it right there, if you know, yeah. just tell me. Like, just don't be an asshole, dude. Right, right. <laughs> like, no, you have to tell me with a blindfold on exactly what this is. It's like holding my wine for ransom. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's one of those like hypotheticals. That you're like, why would I ever like have to do that for a million dollars? Like, you know, so. <laughs> It's like life or death. What wine is this? Yes, exactly. <laughs> the thing I practice. Yeah. <laughs> My degree came in handy. But no, shout out to all the sommeliers out there. Yes. No, we are big supporters of the sommeliers. Go get your bread. Let us know if some new stuff comes out. Get hip and like, kudos to you. Kudos yeah. to you, my guys. So Taylor, what's what's new? What's on? What's been going on? <clears throat> Um, no, that's another thing I was going to say. The reason that I haven't shaved my beard okay, yeah. and why I still have the beard, it's going fun. back to the beard, is from the video. And right. I'm like, why do I even still have it? Because it's like, I should have already shaved it It's a memento from the video. I guess so. Uh, I'm we telling did. you, you could get that. I think you could get that thing. Uh, what, what's that guy's name? Um, Calvin Harris. Calvin Harris? Get your nice little... <laughs> You know, yeah, get that thing trimmed up, trimmed up, get the thing lined up. Yeah, 
something that I've always enjoyed or like I really, really enjoy is in my behind the mix um episode with producer grind. Um one of the comments, and the guy I mentioned earlier, um, Oscar, his Instagram is oh did that. Oh did that. And uh only person I really let touch touch my hair. And because he gets the beard so crispy, his oh, okay. his his lineups and his edges are so crispy. Like I think in one of the comments on that behind the mix, there was a guy that's like, whoever, like the beard lineup crazy or whoever did that is like God tier barber or something. It's just like that to me is, is why I always go back to the same person, have that loyalty. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, yeah. that's how I want to look all the time. But it's like, I won't even touch my beard off the premise that I'm like, I can't get it as tight as he's going to get it. So I kind of just let it go until I see, dude. You know what I mean? I'll be honest, man. I go to sports clips. So <laughs> I'm saying that is like the the whole like the perfect home for a nice get the MVP Caucasian haircut, right? You know, it's like yeah. you know they're not gonna they're not gonna step out of their lane. They're gonna get you what you need. You're gonna get you're gonna look good, sir. What do you want your hair to look like? Um, maybe look like a state trooper. Yeah. <laughs> Right. right, they have like certain profiles. They're like, yo, um, middle aged banker, give me that one. Yeah, <laughs> so nah, now nah, I'm gonna cut it, but now nah, for the video that we just did, there was yeah, a speak Western. on that video. Like, what's what's the song title? When can we expect it? Or, you know, what is what's your plan with that? And talk this, to us too about what that shoot was like. Yeah, no, the song is called Runaway. Um, and you, Stilo, was yep. actually the one that mixed it for me. It's a great record, folks. I think y'all are really gonna enjoy that one. And it's um, it's under Sweets, me, CJ, and I mean, you're pretty much like almost in the band now. We're about to shoot another video with you in it, so like we'll see, <laughs> we'll see. So, but yeah, it's it's a Sweets record, and the song is called Runaway, and right. um, it was inspired. So here's what happened. So we we came out with this song. And it was really good. And, you know, I'm I'm the type of creator that once I make a song, that's just the beginning for me. Cause now I'm thinking about the music video and right. what you're what, a very visual oriented person. Like I think there's it's 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 two paths you can walk down in the creative lifestyle, especially as an artist. It's like either you're making songs just so that you can make the movie or the visual representation, and that's where your heart lies, or it's like, I'm gonna make a video. Because this song is so hard, you know what I mean. Like right. one of the, one way or the other, you're gonna they're vessels to get to the real expression. You know what I mean? So yeah, and and that's like right where it starts for me is like once the song is made, then I want to tell a story with the music video. And I actually recently started writing as like novels and short stories and stuff like that. So what genre? I've started on I've started on two different novels since actually one of which is from this song. So basically what happened was we came out with the song. I listened to it a bunch. I was trying to think of a, it's a very like, kind of inspirational song too. So I wanted to, I wanted to place a hero in that some, some kind of hero, yeah. some kind of protagonist. And I thought of all these different scenarios of like, you know, I, I just, I guess I felt the energy of what the chorus of the song was just what it embodied. Right. And, and it gave me a feeling and I'm like, what other type of, I guess, scenario would give me the same type of feeling. Okay. So, and that's like maybe a hero swooping in and taking down the bad guy and yeah. rescuing. Wild, wild west is like <clears throat> what I picture, like damsel in distress. You have your hero, you have your villain, you have like the story arc that maybe a hero has to question or deal with some adversity. Then he mm -hmm. gets over that and he's like, all right, now I'm really the hero. Finds himself in that capacity. And then, you know. Yeah. So it, it inspired me to think about, yeah, I hear exactly what you just said. A hero coming in and rescuing um, his the love of his life against, you know, some bad guys, essentially. Yeah. That's that's where the, the original concept started. Was the novel first or the visual first? The song was first. Then I came up with that visual or okay. that that concept. And this is just the rabbit hole that keeps going down. That, that. Kept, that it kept going down for me. So now I'm actually writing an entire novel. How far um, are you in? About 100 pages. 100 and of pages? And of course, you've got to go back and edit that down and stuff like that. So, I mean, all in all, probably... 
a cool seventy, a cool sixty pages, yeah, of of, of concrete. But what story. I want, yeah, what I want to do is just release it as a like an audio book instead of even worried about publishing it. Like I just want to yeah. get it out there and let anybody that wants to listen to it. Maybe we'll do a a read on that on the podcast. You know, yeah, it's just like a live reading with Taylor Ramsey and. Takes yep. you into that world. Not live. We're going to cut it Well, up. not live, but you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. in real time. Like, y'all can, or hopefully our listeners can, I mean, maybe it's like that, it's like Friday silent reading time back in school. It's like everybody gather around. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? gonna, this, this right here is for, for a special moment of like undivided attention. Let's my put fellow, you in that world. My fellow Americans. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the cool thing is, is like, you know, my ambitions... I've always, I've, I'm very adamant about storytelling and I think that I'm very good at articulating <clears throat> like parts of a story or, or what I'm trying to say is like, if there's inspiration in the world, I'm good at seeing how that can be contextualized into movie, film, TV format. I'm like, oh yeah, like, this is how I would go about telling that story, but in this form. And so right. just to touch on that is like, who's to say we don't bring, you know, Full circle, get clean. Clint Eastwood in this mug. Yeah, he's like our old cowboy, and you know we really go that further down the rabbit hole. Like that would that's yeah, that's like an idol for me, right? For or like Quentin Tarantino, right? Somebody like that. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, like I definitely watched a lot of like Django and uh, eight, uh, Hateful Eight, and yeah. you know all that before doing this video. So the story. So basically, I came up with the concept of the video. And it was that <clears throat> this our hero named Henry, his <laughs> wife was kidnapped by a gang of outlaws, and they shoot him, they leave him for dead, and now he's got to go rescue her. Right. And then I started writing the novel, which explains like the stories. entire story yeah. Yeah, of yeah. this guy named Henry who's from Georgia and actually has to leave his leave state his, yeah. of Georgia to come to Texas because he was involved in a... Uh, he killed the guy. He's an outlaw. He's not an outlaw. He's a hero. But he's like, I mean, I think he's a wanted man. Yeah, in, I'm saying you Georgia. can still be an outlaw and be a good guy. Yeah, I think like, so. There's, it's like it's like um, it's like it's sorry for lack of, lack of better references, but it's like um, the a Jedi type of the Jedi dark side type of thing. It's like they're two in one using the same things or come from the same cloth, but it's just like the path you choose as an outlaw can either be like, I'm a badass or I'm a badass kicking some asses. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, exactly. So he killed this guy in a bar that from a poker game that mm. went bad. He's a poker player. He's a very good poker player. Okay. So this drunk guy, this group of drunk guys, he beat him and they started trying to fight him and right. steal from him and he had to kill one of them. He comes to Texas and he gets here with no money, no nothing. Finally, through poker, through playing in different saloons and in being, Texas, he got he was making a wave. Yeah, he started hustling. You know what yeah. I mean. So he starts hustling. He meets this girl um, in the town where he moves into what town? in Texas. Do you got a name for the yeah? Town? The town's called Fisher. It's a real town. Okay, nice. So and um, he buys a piece of property. He actually meets her at the bank. She works at the bank. The owner of the bank is her boss and sold him the property, but he falls in love with her and runs away with her and the owner of the bank gets jealous and sends hired right. guns out to... Bad outlaws. Yeah. Out to bring her back, kidnap her, and to kill him. And that's that's from that point on, that's where we made the video and, and I was one of the outlaws and that's why mm. I had this long grizzly beard. You wrote the... you The novel is the, is the preface. It's the... It's the backstory to where the the music video picks up at exactly, which is like that more action, the like, climax. Where, yeah, of exactly it. the climax. So yeah, it, it was a really cool shoot, um, and we had horses out there that we had to bring in. We had we hired this company, uh, a horse company. They they're really just a family. They live in um, like near. They were like your your western liaisons. No, they were just the ones that provided the horses. So okay. we had a lady named Melanie and her husband Dan who take opportunity to shout out Melanie and her company or it's just uh, it's just really kind of a friend thing. Like okay. it was a friend of a friend and she 
let us come out to her ranch. She, they have a cattle ranch about 500 acres in nice. Thrall, Texas. Okay. So we found that property. She said, you guys can come shoot here. And then we found the company that has the horses because Melanie actually has horses, but she didn't have enough and they weren't really the type that we were looking for for the right. video. So um, they weren't really like broken horses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was, yeah. Um, we got Tabitha and her company, which is, um, I'm going to pull up her socials and stuff so I can give her a shout out. Huge yes. shout out. They do like trail rides in near like Granger Some Lake. Horseback. Horseback trail ride, riding, riding horses. lessons, yeah, birthday yeah. parties, all that kind of stuff. Nice. They'll bring horses out, and uh, they've done. They worked with artists and stuff before, oh, bringing nice. horses out for photo shoots and things like that. So they brought out four horses. We actually had to go out there the week before and like pick out. It was really cool, actually, going out picking out the horses that we wanted for the shoot and riding the horses and kind of. It was the first time I've been on a horse in probably like a year and a half. And I was like, it was the first time ever for my brother, who was one of the outlaws, to be on a horse. What's that learning curve like for people that, you know, our listeners have my, it sounds exciting, but it's also, there is a fear because you're, oh, you're on a live animal. Oh, it's scary as fuck, dude. Like <laughs> I've been horse batting uh, once in my life in Colorado and it was like slow trot. It was nothing that was... At, like adventurous, I would say it was just like get on this horse and just and somebody was holding it maybe on Probably, the other end or from something. From what I can remember, definitely right. So yeah, this, that's not that bad. I mean, Josh still, was like nobody, like him and the horse Dolo. Yeah, lope. Yeah, so like full gallop or whatever, if you will. So basically, you keep kicking the horse to get him to go faster, and it's scary because you're like, I'm about to kick this <laughs> yeah. horse, and I hope he doesn't get this off of me. But. I mean, that's, that's what spurs are for, no? Right, exactly. You put them in, and they'll take off, right? And you squeeze on them, and and they'll go, and then you got to pull back on the reins if you want them to stop. And so we got there was a crash course for y'all. Yeah, like I said, it's my first time getting back on and probably about a year and a half and then his first time ever riding and some of the other people in the video will claim to have a lot of experience, but you know what I mean? Yeah, you know they, how they did okay. Yeah. CJ and Sonny did really good. Um, and yeah, so we had the horses out there. We got a trailer for us to stay out there and makeup person. First video that we've had, we've had like makeup person, stylist, wardrobe. And our liaison. Full production. Full production. Yeah. And liaison, whose name is Tony Blizzard, the the cowboy poet. Who made sure everything was being authenticated. He brought, yeah, he was our authenticator. He brought out a lot of wardrobe for us. He does, he's like a. Who was your Western consultant? He's a Western, you know, nerd, if you will. He does like Civil War reenactments. And just everything, you know, cowboy poetry. Did he have the voice, like like the old? Oh, yeah. We're going to bring him in, actually, and have him do a little bit of a voiceover for the video, too. Oh, nice. So we can, ex- Classic. we can expect that. Hopefully, that'll Reminds be— Reminds me of uh, Big, Big Lebowski, the narrator of that person. Sam Elliott. And that's that's the voice I hear of Old West, and I'm just the like, dude. that Old West. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> So hopefully that, uh, to answer your question, hopefully that's going to be ready about mid-August for us to release. Nice. And for everybody to check out, we had the funnest time in the world making that video. Right. I mean, we it had... Felt, it felt like play, not necessarily work, even though oh, y'all were working hard at times, I'm sure. It's one of those days where you get done and you go to bed and you're just, you don't you don't need to put on Netflix or do any oh, yeah. of that. You just, you lay down and you go to sleep. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you just feel so satisfied. Nice. Uh, and for me, it was, it was an amazing day. And thank you to everybody who's listening to this that came out and helped make that video. Audrey Smith... Uh, one of our actresses, Sonny Robertson, the main character actor, uh, just absolutely killed it. Uh, our special effects makeup person, Ashley Vaughn, nice. my brother, Josh Ramsey, CJ Maxwell, who's my co-band member. Yeah. Um, and just everybody, everybody. I know I'm missing a lot of people. My yeah. wife, really, for bringing you know, all the food and just making sure just everybody just making sure that everything went smoothly. And it it was, it was a great day. Everybody's mind was probably on wanting it to be successful. So everybody was playing their part in that, in that way. And and more than anything, Melanie and Dan, because they let us come out to their property and do that the night before when we got there, 
it was it was the night that about I guess it was about a month ago now when it rained like it was a crazy lightning storm and mm-hmm. rain. Yeah. And the next day it was like really muddy out there. So instead of us even be like we basically set up our trailer and everything in their driveway or in their I say driveway but it's, but like, it's like a country driveway. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's I a big driveway. Yeah. <laughs> it's like but, make it make sense type of driveway. Exactly. And let everybody park there and literally for every shoot escorted two or three trips in the Polaris back and forth, you know, and through the mud, you know, all day, you know, escorting us back and forth and uh, letting us come out there and tear up their freaking, (laughs) tear up their Their mud, tear up the pastures and all that. So super successful, super uh, excited about the video coming out. And yeah, to answer your question, just about, you know, music videos and, for me as an artist, I think I've discovered that, and just as a writer and a creator, that the music is not where it stops for me. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you were telling me a couple weeks ago, like, okay, you can't have a music video for every song. You're never going to put anything out. Because, I mean, these music videos take a long time, especially for something that scale. Right, exactly. The bigger the scale, the longer time expectancy that goes with that. Yeah, you know? and I think more than anything, they take a lot of people, a lot of different people to come in and, you know... It takes need, a village. Yeah, and you, you're working around everyone's schedule. And that's and, the thing. If you were doing every video in a DIY, you and an iPhone, like, trying to make that make sense, that seems like a more realistic, like... It might not be the production quality that you're speaking to, but it is, like, from a consistent consistency perspective, you could shoot every video... You could shoot a video to every song, but it's not going to be the video. Right. So that's the the trade like trade off, you know, because it is like realistically at that production level, maybe what what would you say a year you would be you could be able to you could produce? probably do three like three or four of those a year, like one a, one one every three months. Unless unless I was doing it completely full time, which right. you could probably do like maybe eight a year, like right. that, which is like, like a month pre production, a month production, a month post production, and you got yourself a fire video. But it's like that's four songs out of a year. Mm-hmm. People people tend to want more than that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, from an artist perspective, so but it's like every song I got an idea. I know yeah, what I want to do course. with this video. For me, and it, it's more of like a short film too. It's not even like a we, you know, looking at the camera and singing the words or anything like that. Right. Like there's it's certainly not a performance. There's a time and a place I think for that in some absolutely. of the videos. But I like telling a story, and eventually, what you're you making know, short films, not music videos. Yeah, eventually, that's what I do want to do with my life. Like, Let's get to the film space. Yeah, get into. I love the, hearing that, man, because that's that's what I was trying to touch on earlier before we started the podcast. Was like, I think that. There's so much, um, like, it's one of those things that we're in our bag now, but, like, what's that 40, 35, 40, 45, when you're still reinventing yourself, mm-hmm. you know, where you're still finding, we do things now because we know it's like, well, we, we're too, we do things now, but I feel like we're too smart for our own good. Like, we do them because we have this, this game plan or this, notion that these things are what are important but that film space i feel like when we reach that space as i as i have those same ambitions i think that it's more like we'll do it off of the off of the passion of it you know what i mean like it'll be like everything else is piled on top of the idea that i'm going to do this one way or the other because i want to do this right versus everything else being like piling it on and doing it all not obligatory but like Half foot in, half foot out. Yes, I enjoy making music. Yes, it's a true passion of mine, but it's like telling a story, whether that be audio, visual, whether it be a song, whether it be a short film, like telling a story to me is the true passion. You know, and you talking about writing a novel, like I wrote I wrote short stories back in back in the day. And there's even like concepts that I want to incorporate into either a series, into film. But I haven't took the step of script writing. For me, yeah. it's like I'm still looking at it as a producer. Like maybe I'm not the press person to write it. You know what I mean? Or maybe I adapt another story and I, you know, I'm more falling into <clears throat> wanting to put all those people in the same space, wanting right. to get everybody on the same page and like let's see this through. You know what I mean? That's where 
I like to I want I would like to be at in the future, especially in the film space. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And there's like there's two ways you can look at it too. Mm-hmm. There's the way of okay, this is something that I want to do, and that's another benefit of just being an entrepreneur and why I love my life. And I yeah. think both of us as entrepreneurs we take sometimes take for granted, but I mean, there's two different ways you could do that. If you said today, I want to work in Hollywood and make movies and be a producer. There's the route of just starting from the bottom and going and doing all that meticulous work and, you know, uh, earning, earning your stripes. Yeah. Earning your stripes. Like how we talked with the individual today, um, freshie, when she stopped by, it was like her exposure to, all of the production elements, like already, like she said, she dropped out of school, but her first gig was with a production company and like her learning curve in that, she earned her stripes through that model. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and earning your stripes and putting in those hours and let's say, okay, I can, I can be where I want to be in 10, 15 years. Right. And then the other avenue that says, well, you know, I can also start a business right now that becomes profitable and that I, that will give me freedom right. to do all these creative things that I want. Cause I mean, if you go to, to the film industry right now, you're not, they're not going to start you out as a writer. You're going to be, no, you're gonna be serving and that's coffee. the thing. Yeah. That was, that's the thing. Some, I think that that was something you were leaning towards was like, that's how I envisioned it too. It's not like, five, 10 years from now, I'm going to, I want to go and like shadow somebody or type of thing. It's like, and when I feel ready, I feel confident enough in my ability, my resourcefulness and in my ambition that we could do that independently and still have yield great results. And and the difference between those two is because, or so then you got the other side where you say, well, I want to work on my business for the next 10 to 15 years. And also give myself the freedom of, you know, financial freedom and the freedom to over the next 10, 15 years, work on my content, whether it be writing music, explore all those tradesmen aspects, explore that creativity to where when I'm at a financial point where I can just invest to make this happen independently, I already have all the content. I've already, I've already explored all of these ideas and did what I wanted to do instead of working on somebody else's dream. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's all going to come down to money for making it happen. Yeah, absolutely. So if you have an idea, there's just going to be a dollar figure. Amount attached to it. And depending yeah. on your network and your resourcefulness and your connections and your expertise, as you put, like how much time that you put into nurturing that craftsmanship, like mm-hmm. that all is contingent. It goes back to those two avenues. Like either A, I could go hire an expert or hire a company and I say, I have this idea biggest dollar amount that's going to be attached to it or you invest the time into developing and nurturing it yourself not only do you can you green light it yourself but now you can be particular and you can be choosy in how resourcefulness you want to be like whether it be using friends and family as co-stars whether it be um you know having somebody that's close to you that is a is a fluent writer and having them explore that for you versus going to hire the guy that's out of the writer's guild who's like talk to my union or whatever the fuck is associated with that you mm-hmm. know what i mean so right yeah so just go yeah exactly like if if you're going to do it yourself and you're always going to get what you want you're not going to be i guess at the mercy of somebody else telling you you know yes or no on a project i mean really you get to start exploring that creativity now yeah, and and just set a goal for yourself and say, you know, in 10 years, I want to make this movie. I know it's going to cost $2 million to make. So what do I have to do? I have to, I have to come up with the concept, make sure it's a good concept and come up with $2 million. And it can take you 15 years of networking in Hollywood and building your way, working way up the ladder and getting to a point where you can do that, or it could take you 15 years of just building your own financial wealth, working on your own company, while at the same time being very specific about what you want to do and already right. starting the creative process much, much earlier. And just getting getting to be able to start that now because... And when you say your company, though, and this is like relative, but are you referencing like 
scaling up a business model around the creativeness? Are you saying as an entrepreneur working on things that can like a foundation that provides you passive income or provides you profitability and like now you're in a safe space to do these other things? Like where's that your company? Is it the company that you're may not be profitable in, but it's going to house the creative stuff that we're talking about? Or is it the company that's going to make you money that may not be creative, but it helps you sleep at night? Well, right now I'm in the process of doing both. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, we've, we've got this Facts. space. So for the, yeah, let's I mean, touch for the, on that. Let's for for those that don't know, we've opened up an office. It's really a hybrid space. I mean, it's, it's an office. It's like a, for lack of better words, it's like a WeWork, but it's very small scale and it's it's... Yeah, we don't share it with anybody. It's our own It's space. we work in the sense of like we as us, the people that are invested in that have companies and that we deem like us, me, Taylor, and you know, George by extension of me as well, but we we work here. And that yeah, we and that's what I love about being in this space and why it's so stimulating is that you could be on the phone handling your your company, right? Your mm-hmm. Ramsey contracting, right? Yep. I could be in here working on very necessary and at the same time us not only helping and brainstorming in these creative spaces like for our artistry I mean mm-hmm. you're a producer as well working on other other records that's all fun and then also coming together and like taking the best of both worlds mm-hmm. you coming from a, you know being able to sell things and being able to be proactive in that starting multiple small businesses as well. Mm-hmm. Myself coming from the creative services space and be starting multiple small businesses myself, coming together on this new venture mm-hmm. is has been more than exciting. Like even last yeah. night going home, I left here um, 2 a.m., 2, 3 a.m. And it was like, I was already thinking about our meeting today. Like, guys, we're going to make, millions of dollars. Like yeah. I don't I don't I don't sleep at night thinking like how liquid am I? I'm like we have assets and we have smart people around mm-hmm. and we have ambition and passion and to me that that helps me sleep at night. You know what I mean? So Absolutely. it's been fun starting this. So talk talk more about what we got going and Yeah, it's like life of somebody that just has ADD and just keeps starting more companies <laughs> yeah. and stuff like that, right? So but it's like it's funny cuz on the other side of the coin, I know people that have great ideas but they don't know the first steps or they're scared to make that first step or they're step. scared or they're timid and it's like Not even I've, scared. Scared isn't the right word. If you're out there and you're thinking like should I start a business like I've been in I've Trust me, I know exactly how you how feel. How that feels, yeah, absolutely. When it comes to that. And I feel like one of the biggest hurdles for a lot of people is thinking that there's anything necessary mm-hmm. to start a business other than sales. And I know that that's kind of a blunt term, but it's like, I feel like a lot of people, when they think about the things they need to do to start a business, they have this big list of like, oh, I've got to get a business license and these certifications and all this. And and yeah, those are all things you can do to right. help your business grow. Right. But when you're just getting started, all you have to be worried about is bringing in cash right. and bringing in customers because those customers are going to be what builds that business. And without them, you have nothing. You can have all the training in the world. You right. can have the best product in Until the world. Until you have clients, you don't have a business. You don't have anything. So right. I, I even, most of the time with my companies, I go out and figure out the sales strategy first before I even- Secure clients before you Before start I even do research on what the product is going to be, <laughs> yeah, you know, or how yeah. the product is going to be yeah. delivered. It's like proof of concept for you. It's like literally, yeah, the cash is- it it actually helps fuel the the startup aspect, obviously. But for for me on the outside looking in, it's more so like this is a successful model. Like these people want this service. Let's provide it to them. Yeah. Simple so, as that. So and I also feel like, I mean, yeah, I am very good at sales, specifically like over the phone, business to business, talking with small to medium-sized business owners and getting them sold on, you know, advertising and marketing and helping build their brand. And, you know, there's a lot of people that want to be seen and be heard and helping them, you know, get in front of people and helping introduce them to the technology. And, and, And especially when it relates 
in some way to what I love doing, which is the film stuff and the the content. Right, and right. I was going to speak on creative that. ideas. As much as you speak on that expertise on the sales, the SEO, web development, um, brand outreach. You know, we've been on the con- we've been on the content creation side of things. You know what I mean? So, like mm-hmm. giving giving you a platform and bringing in the credibility of of network of the people that we work with the people that help design stuff for us and shoot stuff for us it's like now we can fully pers- bring both of those together you know it's like yes you can you can talk to a client without even knowing the back end and say get them to buy into something you know but now yes. it's it's different when we can say oh we got them to buy into something and we're gonna like over deliver on what we promised them because that's the type of quality that we pride ourselves in as content creators. Absolutely. And that, that, that was my biggest pet peeve. And that's really one of the core reasons why my first company CCA, which we did web development and SEO, right. Why I think we weren't, you know, I could, I could still be doing that right now, right. Just to be totally honest, but why it didn't really shoot off. Like I thought it was, uh, where it kind of plateaued out and just didn't really grow past a certain point mm-hmm. was because we were great at sales. We were, we could sign anybody <laughs> yeah. up, you know, yeah. we, get, we can get the money. But then, and that's where I talk about to get started, that's all you need is the sales, right? right? So, right. You know how to start a business. I can, I can rocket, you know, rocket ship it out and yeah. put it into the stratosphere. <laughs> yeah. But then the sustainability of it, the sustainability is, of in retaining retention, clients and yeah. performing for clients. And that's why I'm so excited about what we're doing now with the brand activation space. Yes. And, and reaching out to small companies, small to medium sized businesses, yeah. and saying, how can we help you? you know, create content, you know, really identify, help people identify who you are online. Get your voice and tone correct. Yeah. Yeah. Just the, the whole branding concept to me, um, is extremely valuable to these companies. Yes. And also it's something that is more, you know, working with influencers and working with partnerships and, Mm -hmm. you know, things from, you know, Facebook to TikTok. you know, these are the new, Billboards, the, yeah, these, thing, you know the, I mean? these are the new marketplaces right. for advertising, right? Uh, especially when you talk about brands that have a heavy culture or, like, yeah. you know, for lifestyle example, based around it. Yeah, yeah. There's influencers that really just grab hold of those markets and just completely own them. Yeah, you know, have they are the monopoly. voice of that lifestyle type of thing, or like you know, you take. Um, like use the fishing guy, for example, that we talked about. The crawfish about. dude on TikTok. Have you seen that dude? Uh, Spencer's? Uh, or another guy? Oh, no, it's not Spencer. Okay, Shout okay. out Spencer White. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm talking about this guy is super famous. Okay. Uh, he's like he's like the Cajun crawdad king or whatever. Oh, he's got the king in there. And he, yeah. he's, like, he's like, let's get it, dude. You know what I mean? Like that's his, <laughs> nice. that's his brand. And he's like, while we wait, we hydrate. And he pulls out a beer from the little beer holster. Oh, nice. So like, yeah, I mean, he's got the entire that anybody whole, that any anything crawfish is going to go through him he's from monopolized now on. the space yeah yeah, yeah exactly right. so I, I i'm excited to i feel like finally get ahead of the curve when it comes yeah. to what the market's shifting towards absolutely being able to really provide for clients and um working with you guys that are really kind of the other puzzle piece from what i can bring to the table right. which is sales i can get it sold and then now it's like okay you Y'all can help these people out. Y'all can take right. care of them. And that's that's been a that's been such a a mutual respect in that space because we've been creating amazing content and almost I don't say twiddling your thumbs, but all of our client work has been word of mouth. I would say ninety five percent of it has been word of mouth. So now to be in a position where we're actively pursuing these bigger companies or just bigger clients to me that that and that just the the potential the potential of that is enough incentive to make sure we continue to produce great content you know and so we'll be doing that in this space and then also it's like once the business meeting's over now we can go into the studio and make a record real quick yeah yeah, Let's absolutely. Crank out a hitter at lunch break. That's, I mean, even I, when I came in today, you know, we had a team meeting scheduled um, for earlier in the afternoon. 
we everybody kind of getting acclimated to the day, but I walk in and you're you're in here recording CJ. And Sorry about that. <laughs> no, not not at all. That's the thing. It's no apologies needed because it's like one of those. We all need each other. To, we all need each other to inspire each other. Mm-hmm. So it's one thing for you to come in and like sit down at your desk, and you might be having to do some mundane work for your company, and it's like. You tap in, you're like, oh, the boys are here getting to it. And it's the same thing. Y'all walk in and it's like you recording. I'm like, Taylor's trying to get better. Like he's mm-hmm. he's still, it's not that there's no off days, but like even in our off moments of not doing what's on the top of the list, like we're still finding ways to progress. Mm-hmm. Whether it be craftsmanship and the musicianship, whether it be figuring out these marketing packages that we're working through or figuring out our pitch or figuring out you know, what artists we're going to sign or what what's the next contract? What's the next gig? Like, even through all of that, on the underlyings of just like, we're sitting here, maybe there's 30 minutes to a couple hours that go by, but like, we're still, that we're not doing that, we're still pushing an agenda somewhere, whether it be getting better at something. So for me, it's, it's, it's so stimulating to know that at, at like priority number one, of course that's going to get done. Like that's what we're all working on. We all have our priority. Priority number two, shit, that's going to make us some money too. Priority number three, it's like, man, we're making good songs. We're, we're knocking them out. Priority number four, it's like, we're all learning from each other and still growing. And like, right. no matter how far down the toning pole, it's still learning. It's still growing. And to me, that's the most, most um, gratifying thing about the space is that like, you can go through the first door and we can get caught up just on the big whiteboard for a yeah. couple hours. And you come in here, we're making songs. We can get caught in here for a couple hours. And then even just figuring out how to utilize the space holistically is like, what happens when that when the back room opens up and we really figure out how we can get lost in there for a couple hours as well, you know? So it's, yeah. it's, it's exciting, man. I, I've been very um, appreciative that we were able to put something together like this and that like, yeah. there's not a lot of ego in the space. And that to me is the most, that, that when I walk through the door every day, that's something that I always um, appreciate. I know like nobody's going to like fight each other for the wrong reasons. Nobody's going to try to be authoritative in, in some respects. It's all like, and having George's that one-off to kind of like break a vote. <laughs> you know, it's, it's always good to have like, objective third party assessment you know what i mean so right. it's it's cool it's it's just been a great environment i'm looking forward to to growing the the marketing company as well and and see what we can do with the space man yeah so we've got the marketing company kiwi kiwi promo we've got very necessary which is your label yep we've got ramsey contracting which is my company yep. that does construction we've got both of our selves as artists yeah i'm now a, apparently a writer yeah oh yeah yeah that was something that i told i told you like you're and then that's the thing we have so much expression it would be ignorant of us to try to mold everything into a one-size-fits-all type of thing like every every idea you have doesn't have to be taylor ramsey or sweets or like same thing for me not every song i make has to be Steel of Foreign or VN or whatever. It's like we, the bread and butter for us is idea incubation. Like I think that we mm-hmm. just constantly at every facet of life, like what that TV, like we're talking like plumbing marketing. We're talking so many niche mark, like niche, niche things. And we're still pushing the envelope and producing and thinking and, brainstorming and all of that it's like it would be a disservice for us to not be aware that not every idea is that idea for that thing but that doesn't mean it's not a good idea right and to be able to archive those ideas or to be able to navigate certain things where it's like certain records you might write aren't genreized into the suites format but it's also like we could put that on something else. We could put that on anything. We could else. get another artist to to come get on that. That too is like you're you're a melodic person. You're a musician at the core, and it's like it'd be it would be I would be doing you a disservice as a producer to not 
see the potential in a riff, a guitar riff with a melody, a top line melody, or to see the potential in like four bars that a girl could sing from her perspective and mm-hmm. now it's way more potent. Or, you know, those different nuances, it would be it would be a miss, missed opportunity if we didn't look at it in that capacity. You know what I mean? So definitely, I, that's... A, and, and that's we haven't we, even touched on the podcast yeah. part of it too. <laughs> right, which was, right. And even which the podcast... Was the original idea of this space was, okay, it's going to be half studio, half podcast. Right. And still, is not, we're not saying no to that. Yeah, I it's mean, not so. that we're not saying no to it, but I think it, it, it's important for us to, to set that proof of concept. And I think that us doing the Stellar Mix podcast and, um, and also trying to incubate and house other co- crucial conversations, other people's conversations in our, you know, bring them into our space, allow them to have their conversation. And hopefully that through our, like what we do best through that marketing aspect, through the label aspect, through these other dynamics, we can help them push their agenda as well. Yeah, You know what I mean? So, so if you're listening to this and you want to start a podcast or you have a podcast and you need a space to record it, Reach out. Yeah, I mean, the sky's the sky's really. We're really kind of open, open minded right now. There's yeah. not. Yeah, so that was something I was telling. Um, we had some people come by the studio last night, and I was telling them, you know, uh, my friend, new friend Omar, he produced for Future on um, the last album. Um, this great artist from South Florida. She's she's based out here now, um, named uh, T Ali. And they're both super, like, I have no doubt that both of those people are going to get everything that they want out of their music. Like, right. their branding, their their perfectionist, their, the way they work, is everything is, I'm like, I'm confident, y'all are going to be fine. But also, telling them, like, hey, man, this is, yeah, we run, we run business, we, we're going to do what we need to do, but, like, for things that we believe in, we don't always have to wrap it in that in that context. We don't have to package it as like an exchange. An exchange. You know what I mean? It can, it's right. <clears throat> that all that to say, like, if you have a podcast, if you have something, and you reach out to us, and you and and yeah, like if we don't know you, and there's all these other things attached to it, like it's going to be probably a service based transaction, but. If we if we're adamant about it and we think that it fits the narrative of what we have going as well, it becomes in house. It becomes something that we can bring into the fold. We're we're amenable you know? to most things that make sense. Absolutely. You know, if if you come in here with a good idea or you're mm-hmm. very passionate about something, um, again, th- that's why I said reach out and, yeah. and see what we can do. Um, I personally have just been in love with how well the chemistry has been with musically so right. far. Absolutely. And I think that's, that's distracted us a lot from setting up the back room with the podcast and, and focusing on that. I think as soon well, as this middle setting, space got right, it was like you had to get right in the front space. You know what I mean? You had to settle in too for, for yeah. your due diligence. And I had like, to learn how to use all the equipment and everything. And now I'm at a point where I'm like, now I have like the keys to the studio and it's like, okay, now I know how to come in here and work and have a process and I'm getting better as a producer too and so it's like okay now we gotta stay focused stay focused I was just telling George that earlier I was like we have to come up with a phase four plan like what is what do we gotta do to take care care of the last piece of this puzzle you know what I mean Mm -hmm. (laughs) because it is like as soon as this got up and going and like this became hospitable to people that whether it was ourselves and our own creative flow or what we felt confident in, like literally when the last panel went up, I was like, I think, I think we start start making some moves happen. You know what I mean? It's make like some music, make some let's make some tunes. You know what I mean? And so, yes. like you said, that once that opportunity opened itself up and it was like ah, this this room was settled, it's like I wouldn't call it distraction, but it's just like that's what we know how to do. Like that's what we yep. want to do. Yep. Of course, that's what's gonna pull us in. Every, every every day you walk into the space, like this desk is like my precious. It's like yeah. come to these whispers to you. you know? It's like if you would have asked me like three weeks ago, like 
how much music have you been making? No music, dude. No music. Got no music. <laughs> now it's this like dude, every no day. Music. Now you it's just everyday now. practice. Yeah, you ask me now, you making new music? Yeah, making new music. I'm making, making new music. I ask you, you making new music? Making yep. new music. Making new music like every day. So, yes, the third room for everybody out there that doesn't know what we're talking about. Yeah, is, give, give, is them, the, give them a, a, a tour with a listening experience. Okay, so imagine yourself on Brody Lane right. with cars Brody passing Lane. by. And you walk into an office and it's the first room is my office where we're, it's kind of like the sales office. It's the most, office. you know, office Yeah. Part. We have our Keurig in there. We have our refrigerator. You have your desk, big whiteboard, huge whiteboard, huge whiteboard. Yeah, that's kind of that's the Shark Tank, I think. Yeah, is what that absolutely. Is. That is definitely the Shark Tank. That's the money room. That's the Wolf of Wall Street <laughs> yeah. room right there. So then yeah. you walk through there. Then another door will take middle you into room. the middle room, which is the studio. Yep. And then in the studio, you've got the window that looks into the third room. What? Uh, and that is the booth. Multi-purpose space. Let's call well, it multi-purpose. multi-purpose. Right now, it's just storage. But. Yeah. Right now, it was <laughs> staging everything else to finish these first two rooms. Exactly. Know? So now it's like, it's that's the next step in our So you got the, you got that back room that ideally to give you like, what our idea is for it is to be a booth for podcasts, for our right. own podcasts, for other people's podcasts. And for a vocal booth for people to record yeah. and also a workspace. Can we squeeze in a workspace in there? Yeah. Can we squeeze in a conference and that's table? The, that's, that goes back to our conversation earlier. It's like, it's all circumstantial. And I think having a space that can cater to circumstances is is the most ideal space. It, it would be unfortunate to say like, no, we can't do that because we're not fitted for it or it's not suited for it or it's mm-hmm. not going to, you know, but it's another thing to say like, Earlier, if it's a good idea, if it's a good idea, like we're gonna make it make sense. You know what I mean? We'll help. We'll make it hospitable accordingly. You know. So yeah. So I love it. I'm excited about what's to come. I've been making more music than I ever have. Um, You have. Everything's been sounding really good. We got new music videos coming out. uh, Yeah, we want to. We want to shoot. We want to shoot the one we did. We're gonna shoot that next week. I promise. (laughs) Guaranteed. There's gonna be some stunts in it. We got nice. If you're gotta, a stunt, there's like some car chase type. Yeah, you know, flip, blow up a car and flip it like does like a barrel roll in the air. Well, yeah, there's gonna be some crazy action <laughs> shots in that. Okay, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for that. And like you said, man, a lot of new music. Hopefully, y'all are enjoying this podcast. Hopefully, y'all enjoyed episode one. Um, there'll be a lot more of this coming, and also I hope. You know, if the, anything that interest if if our listeners, if anything interests you from what we spoke on, whether it be the creative side, marketing side, if you're in if you're in the construction space, talk to my boy Taylor. If you're in the music space, come talk to me. Come talk to come talk to Taylor. Seven seven zero three Brody Lane. Like, come. You got to schedule an appointment first. I would hope that you do that. Reach out to us so that way we know you're coming. But. For the most part, like if if anything intrigues you, if anything interests you, if a friend or family would could use this information, definitely pass it along. And like, you know, this is a safe space for you to come come get nurtured. You know what I mean? Come get coached. Come get pushed in the right direction. So yeah, anything from making your first song to starting your first podcast to, to starting your first company, to marketing marketing your business, yep. and, and you know. Uh, building anything, anything we're resourceful people yes. so just come have a conversation with us you know if you need a, you, whatever dude, just, call <laughs> For real, just give us a call man just hit us up <laughs> thank y'all for tuning in hey man thank y'all for tuning in it's been the second episode of the Stellar Mix Podcast I'm Stilo Foreign here with Taylor Ramsey and uh, appreciate y'all stopping by and uh, looking forward to the next one guys peace we out